welcome to this week's Sports Girls podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty and it was another big weekend on the field. We have reaction from the ladies football semi-finals that were played in Crow Park on Saturday and our guest this week is arguably the hardest working PRO in the country. So the results from the weekend and the TG Carroll Ireland Ladies Senior Championship semi-finals carry 4-10, Mayo 13 points and Kerry booked their place in the final for the first time since 2012. After the game I caught up with Kerry captain Anna Galvin. Well forward line is certainly um, a trio to be reckoned with uh, but delighted like it comes from work from right back the field all the way up through um, to give the girls the opportunity to get those goals. Uh, something we've been working on a little bit to be that little bit more ruthless and make sure that when we get those opportunities we take them uh, but then again you know if, we're, if we can't, don't get those opportunities we just keep putting the ball over the bar until they come. And yeah, we were delighted with getting over the line. It was tough going now. Uh, one week turnaround in kind of pretty hot enough conditions and stuff. It is tough going. It's going to be tough going on anybody's body. Um, but we just, you know, regrouped. We The management handled our, our week very, very well. They made sure that we got plenty of rest in, recovery, and they got everything that we could in terms of getting those, um, getting the energy back into the legs and making sure that we were all ready to go again this weekend. Uh, you know, they gave us time to rest and then we refocused again then on, on the task at hand with Mayo. Um, but yeah, I suppose it's been it's been really nice. Like it's nice that the games are coming on uh, like quick thick and fast. It's it's really exciting. It keeps us, you know, keeps everybody on their toes. There's no there's no massive gaps within between games and championships and stuff and it it just it lets you know if you're on a good flow it, it's good as well. You know, you can keep building and building from game to game. Um, when there is when there is that kind of momentum and, and quick turnaround, running out onto running on, out onto the grass at Crow Park is is everyone's um, kind of aspiration when you're playing Gaelic football for sure. Leading the team is you know no different running out with the with as any other kind of member of the team. I just happen to be the first person out, and they just happen happen to have to listen to me waffle on a little bit more. Um, but no, delighted. Um, they're such a such a fantastic bunch of girls, and um, they like everybody from 1 to 35 works so so hard you know we have girls who are coming back from cruciates and so on they're flat out in the gym and like it, it takes every single one of us um, all the all the positive energy that they can give us as well gets us over the line and you know it's it's such a huge um, unified and team effort and uh, sure I just I'm just delighted to be able to you know be at the helm of that but yeah I know they're uh, sure they do all the work looking back on the game those goals came at crucial stages because we all were making a bit of a comeback um, yeah, I suppose we knew that, well, we knew from watching the Cork game last week anyway, that they were going to be coming out um, of the blocks very, very fast. They did it to Cork and Cork just didn't, weren't able to reel them back in again ever properly after that. Um, so we knew that we were just going to have to weather that much better um, and make sure that in the meantime, we keep, when we get our opportunities up the other end, to keep ticking over some scores as well. Um, and I suppose we, like, we did have our homework done as well, like in, in, them driving forward as well they you know they were leaving spaces and this is that's how football works like if you're all driving forward there's going to be spaces as well so you just have to be very quick to react and be tuned into that and get the ball back up the pitch as quick as possible so we did that well and uh, the girls like I said they're you know fantastic at taking when they're in front of goal I'd put my house on them if I had a house <laughs> but yeah I'd back them to a the tent, hill maybe. <laughs> 
I'd back them to the hilt to be putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, they're brilliant. So, yes, they came at times where Mayo were pushing on for sure, but I think we knew how to counteract that as well. Um, and the management had worked hard on kind of identifying these opportunities for us. Um, and, yeah. We'll talk about the goals, but obviously your defence did so well, like the tackling, the harrying, the hassling, you know, everything that they had to do. Ah. Uh, the defence are immense. Uh, they are just incredible. Um, the girls are sure they torture us in training. It's cruel to be, it's cruel to have any of them marking you. But I'm delighted. Kaylee Cronin got Player of the Match. She has been a deserving Player of the Match in every single one of our games. She has been phenomenal in fullback this year. Um, and yeah, no, she's the the whole unit is so fantastic. You know, we've Emma Costello back in um, after a few years out and stuff. I'm delighted to have you know these people yeah. with the experience keeping us you know keeping the ship steady in the center um, and then sure the legs that are on the girls around them as well are just immense so not only are they fantastic um fantastic defenders they wouldn't give their players an inch you know they're a nightmare to have to have American you but they're also super going forward they're super attackers um and just yeah they're they're you know an absolute force to be reckoned with and it's going to be unique because the men and the ladies both in senior alert and finals yeah, fantastic. It's a great year for Kerry. Delighted. Like there'll be a great buzz um, around the kingdom now for the for the next little while. Obviously the lads will be um, building up to the game next week, which will be fantastic. We'll all just be excited to kind of watch that and, and see how they get on. No and pressure on yourselves until the following week. Exactly, yeah, they can take some of the pressure off. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they'll just be it should, like these are the things like we work so hard for. These are the days that we slog in November, December, January for. Um, to be able to enjoy the build-up of all Ireland and then to have the um, composite of the two teams in, in that build-up is fantastic. And uh, yeah, no, there'll be a great buzz around around the kingdom now for the next two weeks, hopefully. Right, say you're just extremely happy now. Or has it sunk in that you are now in an all Ireland final? <laughs> um, I don't think it sunk in there for a second. I was I was delighted on the pitch. I was relieved when the whistle went. I was absolutely gassed. I was like, thank God. Where's the ball? <laughs> yeah. um, but my parents didn't stand on my aunts and stuff. And when they gave me the hug, they were just like so proud. All Ireland final day, here we come. And I think it hit me then when they said it. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's 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 mad. Like it's a mad concept. Um, just delighted. Uh, so 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 happy. Like this is like I was saying this is why we play you know we play to play in these incredible conditions in these incredible stadiums um, and with amazing amazing teammates and stuff and just so glad that the journey is still going yeah listen enjoy the build up take care of yourself Meath 12 points Donegal 1-7 Emma Duggan and Mary Kate Lynch starred for Meath as the reigning champions overcame a battling Donegal side Donegal manager Maxi Kern gave his thoughts to the media after the game and I spoke to a delighted Meath manager, Eamon Murray. Compared that to the Meath period dominance at the start of the second half, I think we were going to be met around six or seven points you know, in that period, and that was crucial for them. And, um, and I think that's probably the, the biggest difference between the two teams. You know, they got the scores when they were on top and, and, and we didn't. Because, look, we had our periods, no doubt about it. And then when they got the nose in front, they're always going to be very hard to reel in at that point. I think the biggest factor there was the fact that they were happy to give us the kick out and they didn't put any press on us. And they were happy just to, to sit in and try and, and pack the defence and see the first half out, you know, whether they were 
concerned with the wind or what, we're not sure, or we felt, or they felt they just wanted to play it for half an hour. Um, but that's what they done anyway. They made it difficult for us, and, and then they came out all guns blazing the second half, and you know, made a massive squeeze in the kick out, and um, that was difficult for us. The scores were level, and look, we, we, we were we were in a position, and we had a couple of goal chances at that point, you know, um, um, and we probably needed to be taking one of those to get our noses back in front properly, um, and get Meath having to come out and play a bit at us but um, yeah look you know we knew we were, we were in the game it was in the balance going down the stretch and, um, but unfortunately we just weren't able to finish it out. A lot of positives for the year gone as well you know a lot of younger girls have, have really stepped up the likes of Inboy Cars you know Blast went into a fabulous footballer and you know as good as what's in the country for her age and um, you know a lot of other young players have, have, have got a lot of football um, this year so hopefully that they'll be fit to carry the can um, moving forward. Eamon Murray Meath today showed why they are all Ireland champions. We certainly did, and today was an outrageous proud day for a, a Cavan man like me. And uh, my God, that I enjoyed that day. And yeah, because Cavan and Meath always have that bit of a, a rivalry. I think you've kind of melted and mellowed. Ah, yeah, of course, did. Like, uh, Just the ladies, I'd say. I, I had to come up to me to get things moving, you know. So, <laughs> uh, no, as you all know, I never wanted this job, and they had to force me to take it over. So. And I was lucky to get the great people to go with me, the coaches and the players I have are just amazing. Like, and I wear a camera because we never really won on the region meet. B or Aaron or something. Or we won in 16s against Donegal, was it 0 and 9? Yeah, 2009. But, but just got a good bunch with a good management team together and great coaches. So we're blessed. And exciting for my family out there and grandchildren out there and all. You know, so it's and going to people out there as well, my niece and her aunt. And a runner person. Runner. Yeah. So we're all, what more do you ask for? all supporting me. Yeah. When the going got tough, Meath got going. Yeah. As well as being three points down at the break, twice in that second half you were down to 14. Those two times you went ahead were when you were down to 14 players. Yeah, we, we scored six points when Meyer was sent in, but it was an amazing thing to do. Uh, then Vicky got in, but they got a penalty. Then we got a ball off, off the line. That was a brilliant save, like Mary Kate. Yeah. Unbelievable thing to do. Like. Monica was awesome. You know, she wasn't a fault of the penalty, like, yeah. you know. And the penalty was a little dodgy. The penalty. If you looked up, you'd have seen it wasn't a penalty. I thought it was on the soft side. Uh, Softish. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I wouldn't. I've never read up a ref. Mm. I want to attend to start now. So you're not going <laughs> Don't to. Don't listen to me, Emma Duggan. <sighs> she's obviously going to take the plaudits. I remember seeing her a couple of years ago in a Division Three semi-final, and I said, "That girl." People still forget what age she is. She's still Even a year, baby. Yeah. I just go back really quick. We won the minor there a few years ago in A final in Leinster, and she scored one ten in the final and two ten in the semi-final. Imagine like that. What more can that child do? My God, she still is, that's all she is. She's not got cockiness, she's no, got far great from confidence. It. She's the most humble, nicest person yeah, I've speak to. Well, they all are. The God. confidence she had to take those shots. And then at one stage, she was back defending. And then the score that settled things, she won the ball and she started that attack. Amazing, from full back to full forward. I keep saying, we, 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 we timed our run very well. We won the league, we, we fell over the league and won it. Uh, Eugene Ewers, our Sunday Connection coach, brilliant man he is. He timed it to the perfection. He has them just peaking at the right time. People write this off a few weeks. So Evan rose off this week. Michelle Raymond's only one said that with hope. Everyone else said that a hope in hell. So we're told last week that Galway beat us. No, that's a great Galway team. And I see come back to it. That's the best team we've played for years, Galway. And then you look at Emma Duggan last week. She had the audacity to take on that point with seconds remaining and such a crucial shot. It was brilliant, today. but Emma started that move last week, gave it to Katie Yu, and Katie Yu moved up along the side and set up another stop now and gave the right person the ball at the right time. Three players around and whack, hit the crossbar of the bar. Just, you give it Vinches though, watching the rugby this morning, and Sexton hit the crossbar, but came out, so that, they, that we were just lucky to get 
over. What? I didn't fancy your extra time last week or this week. I don't like that. I thought that. I thought, are we going to have it? It looked like it. Yeah. Yes. It looked very, very like it, yeah. What is it so special with these players that they're just able to do? They're mead. Pure mead and mead love their football. And look up to the stand, you see Sean Boyle on the I screen. Saw, yeah. What more do you want to see up there? Uh, they have this brilliant belief that they're best friends. They're the, no, everyone. There's never a bad word in their heads. There's never any, if one goes out, they all go out. I saw you in Longford. Um, I was covering the game on our man. Yeah. And you all came in together and stood on the hill together. And oh, we're very I was close. watching, yeah, great camaraderie between you. Oh, my us. God. Yeah. If there's one bad egg, we'll get rid of them right away. We won't have that. We, and you could go training with us and you watch the fun we have. They'll kill her, but by Jesus, they'll have but fun. But it's not what it's meant to be. It's it has to be fun. sport. No. Like I was told, people telling me last year that I should never be allowed to train a thing with them and, and, and too much fun. And I said, I shouldn't be, you know, so... But Eamon, you've got that in huh? Ireland. You've you won't see me inside a cushion blind. Just, no need. That's not going to help anybody. I was going to say that. You won't help. It has a negative effect on players, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Courage you encourage me. How bad you are, next ball is more important. I have four thoughts on my own. They make me what I am. I'm not, you know, they're very humble. No, no. Step out of line at home, I'll not be long told. Years ago, Kerry and Meath would be a men's final. Yeah. But now we have Kerry and Meath in a ladies' final. I remember Pat Splann saying a few weeks ago how good Kerry are moving. And I told you, yeah, they're moving very well. And they're a big mobile team. Very yeah. big, very mobile. So it's going to be another. It's not going to be easy to watch, but it'll be a classic game. Watch. I was going to say that you've got a defence and they played so well today, exactly like yours. And you also have hot shot scorers. Your That's right. Your two years are quite similar. Yeah. I think uh, Donegal probably have more. Donegal had five brilliant forwards the other day, so really good forwards. Now, and I mean the top that you get, yeah. the mature, good players. So have Kerry got five? Maybe I don't think they have. They have two or three, all right, yeah. But you kept those Donegal. Uh, some of the turnovers near the end was magic. Eight, eight scores oh, when you think of it. That's right. But they had such confidence to play keep ball at the end, and Monica was coming out and she was she was starting it all. But Donegal pushed the, their goal up way up beyond midfield yeah. at one stage too, and then Dougie. And I thought I thought she was going to break, and I thought, are we going to get this? But look at it. It's great for you, a Longford lady. To come up and watch football like that. I love it. Please come and watch it because you'll enjoy every minute of it. I was going to say, you play football. It is not how false crap. It is pure, good, honest stuff that you should enjoy. That's what ladies' football is about, though, Eamon. They're talking bad out it. there. And yet the tackling is tough and it's yep, hard. Yeah. It's a first year in a long time that Cork or Dublin are Dublin are They're watching this now. And, and if Kerry go on, they'll actually have the most titles. And people probably don't even realise that. Oh, I know. Island Darius has a 11 on Ireland. She's. I know well, teacher in Moretta, yeah. But of course, you know, they're not going to because you would like to retain that All-Ireland and start something. Will. There'd be no lack of effort. In Camogie, in the Glen Dimplex Senior All-Ireland Championship quarterfinals, Waterford 316, Limerick 112 and Waterford booked their place in the semi-finals for the first time ever. Kilkenny 224, Dublin 111 and Kilkenny come from behind to defeat the dub. In the relegation final, Clare 610, Offaly won 13. In the Intermediate Championship relegation final, Kildare 4-15, Leash 4-11. In the media, you have to deal with a lot of press officers and PROs, etc. And one of the best I've dealt with over the years is Leinster Ladies PRO, Ashley Cleary. I was delighted to have a chat with her about her role and her love of the game. Ashley Cleary, I will say, first of all, as a member of the media, you are probably the best PRO to deal with and for me probably the best PRO in any sport to deal with your work ethic is just unreal Wow thank you for that it's definitely not something I think about on a day to day basis I've been involved with ladies football since I think 2001 2002 or so 
and it's just something I'm very passionate about. I, you know, it's, I've always wanted to kind of promote female sports. So it's something I'm, I'm quite interested in. Um, I see the inequality on a daily basis. So it's something I'm very passionate about. I don't really think about the work ethic mm. too much. But yes, I listen. It's something I'm really interested in and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and the difference that between kind of, I suppose, the role of a PRO now in comparison to when I kind of started writing match reports first, I mean, the job completely different. Yeah, I was going to say that to you. But the thing about it is your passion shows in the amount of tweets, your retweets, Facebook. Like I remember a couple of years ago just trying to get something on Enter GAA and you'd be going, oh my gosh, because even then counties weren't doing stuff. Whereas now, Lancer Ladies GA, you put up that and you're like, oh yeah, Ashley will have this, yeah. she'll have that done, she'll have the fixtures done. The, in- the interactions have been, have been very good. I mean, this is my sixth year as Leinster Bureau and every year the jobs have gotten busier and busier, mm. you know, but it's, I mean, that's testament, I suppose, too, to the, to the football that's going on in Leinster because I can't do, I can't do my job if the mm. footballers aren't, aren't um, putting their games out and, and doing their training and, and all that, you know, they're making it easy for me to promote the game. So I suppose it's, it's kind of a, a, it's a circular thing, you know, the more I promote, the more the kind of the football is improving. And it, it's great to see it. It'll be, we have an under 10 list coming up now at the end of the month. And even on a day like that, you really see kind of where the promotion is paying off. You've got the little girls that were, as it's a teenager that's seen the, the, these players playing in Pro Park and they want to be part of it too and it's my role I suppose to show these kids that are coming through that you know you actually can be the, the Emma Duggan mm. of the future you know which is where it, that just gives me such a buzz that there are girls in the stands in Crow Park yesterday that are going I want to do that I think that's fantastic You were on about how things have changed and really they have dramatically and social media is just huge now and I don't think people realise how tough it is because you're there and you're trying to tweet and you're trying to get it out and then you also have other things to be doing because I saw you in Crow Park yesterday and you were here, there and everywhere Days on like Crow Park I mean I'm I'm humbled to be even asked Mm. to facilitate on a day like that you know but social media has just it has completely changed Mm. football like the access that that players have like it was they, they have the, the Instagram stories on a day mm. in Crow Park and you can see behind the scenes and that's really, really helped to promote ladies football that, that weren't there before that people can get an insight into what it's like um, kind of on a, a match day that maybe it, it, it isn't seen in, in other sports, you know. But yeah, I mean, yesterday was incredible and there, I suppose there's, there's a certain pressure that comes with that as well because social media is so instantaneous yeah. that if you if you don't get the stuff out immediately, it becomes out of date and it's, it's nearly, well, sorry, it's too late to use that, you know. So it's, it's um, the job, the, the pressures in the job have kind of changed as well. And I mean, this year, like, we got involved in, um, we've been doing bit streaming, of course, the last yeah. couple of years, but we had the pay-per-view this year. That was an extra challenge. Um, and I'm really grateful to Jerome Quinn for all the help that he gave me with, with organising and, and the behind the scenes of that. But that's an extra job that, I mean, I'm a secondary school teacher, like, you know, I teach English for a living, so doing streaming and all the social media stuff, I mean, it's something I'm, it's not my job, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's something I'm just really passionate about, but it's, it's something that I suppose alien to, to what I'm trained in, you know, mm. so, but yeah, it's, listen, it's the best thing, and days like yesterday, I, I think it's the second or third year, maybe, that we've had semi-finals in Crow Park, and 
I mean, it's just fantastic to see how the game has developed and, and all the promotion is, is part of that as well, you know. And look at even the amount of people in the press box, because normally for a ladies' match, you'd see one or two from the local media and that's it. Whereas we had a good crowd in Crow Park yesterday, like a good crowd yeah, of media. There was a huge, there was a big crowd there yesterday. I was, I was looking at the stack of programmes going, have we got enough programmes? Yeah. I think there was only about three or four left at the end. I, it was brilliant and it was brilliant. And it, it's lovely as well. That I, I kind of have been at all of the games, so you kind of get to know people mm. as well. And they kind of, they, they, they see your face and they recognise you and they're, they're not afraid then if there's a question or if there's something that, that they're not sure about that they'll come up and they'll ask you, you know. The game is only getting stronger and I mean, the visibility, as I said, of these players on social media and then that's the media there, there's the established princess media, etc., are, are trying to catch up, I suppose. You know, that's caught on that this is a very valuable commodity and that people now want to hear about it. And you saw that then with the people that were in Crow Park yesterday, that a couple of years ago, maybe they wouldn't have been. And you look at it and how it's marketed now, like having League Law and then their campaign from Longford, we have Michelle Farrell up there on boards and I've seen Mona, Sheridan and different counties and it's great. Those players who have put in so much into playing for their county that, you know, that they're getting this back as well. And I mean, what's great about it, like, Lidl have, have, have completely transformed yeah. ladies football and the visibility for, for players. And their most recent promotion, they have those boards of one player in every county in the country. That's, I, I imagine it's the 32 counties, which is just incredible, you know, that sometimes I suppose we can sometimes get fixated on the senior championship. But I mean, we have to remember that there are players in Antrim, Fermanagh, Kilkenny, I, you know, they're, 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 they're still trying to put together their adult team but there's a minor player I think as their um, as their player on the, the board in Kilkenny which is fantastic visibility for them so the fact that it's now all counties it's not just the senior that we can focus on at Lidl are, are looking across the country I just think it's absolutely exceptional um, and it can only boost the popularity of the sport within each individual county it's fantastic you are doing all this and I think people forget that it's all voluntary yeah it, I suppose my my job I like being a teacher you know I, I probably have because I only work Monday to Friday and mm. go to facilitate being able to be involved in sports at the weekends but I mean there is pressure to of course there is and at various times throughout the year it can be very frustrating when you're trying to balance getting the information mm. out to people and and all of that, like the pressure is really going to come now in uh, September, October, when I've got work. I'm starting a, a master's and I think the Leinster Club Championships. That's going to be uh, that's going to be another challenge. It's all about being organised, I suppose, and just kind of making decisions and knowing what you're doing. And I mean, the Club Championship, Leinster Club Championship last year was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I think it was probably the, the biggest crowd that we've had to date. We had some Boyne and Fox Rock Cabin yeah. in the senior final, which was an absolutely epic encounter. And it was huge. I, we've never had um, clips from Leinster Championship on RT News, for example, thanks to Jerome and his streaming, that there was clips of, of the Leinster Club final on RT News, 6 o'clock, which just shows you how far the game has come. Yeah. Club Championship, you know? So it's just, it is fantastic. And, it, you know, it's a really exciting time to be involved because so many people, I suppose, want to be involved and the... the People playing the game and being involved in the game um, is ever increasing. We had the Gaelic from others and others with the Navanamani a couple of weeks ago, and to see the numbers in the club, just people just looking to play sport, play the game simply for the fun of it, was absolutely fantastic. It reminded me that it's just not all about 
no elevator conference. What's great about ladies football is there's, there's access points for absolutely everybody in it, you know. I had a blog a couple of years ago. I decided they were going to start up a Gaelic for mothers and mothers and granards. So I said, I'll put on the owl football boots and I sure nearly killed myself. But it was the best bit of crack. And there was players there that a friend of mine, Michelle Smith, she played for Longford and another friend, Amanda, played for Cavan. Like, there was girls there that played county football and kind of, you know, got to retire or you know, different things. And to see them or people who had never played football before, didn't know what Gaelic football was like. It was just the mix. I think that was the best initiative LGFA have ever done. We see it because it's great because it, I, particularly in Omahani there last week and I, I know because I was at with that take mm. a picture that still haven't found the right social media but we're not mention that. Um, <laughs> you, you just had a huge mix of, of people there from young to old mm. and everybody in between and the only order of the day was fun. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, there was no pressure on anybody it didn't matter whether you couldn't run from A to B. It was literally just the crack. And I suppose in a world where, where we have waiting lists for hospitals, I'm seeing it in schools with mental health. You know, like just that that, that program, particularly Gaelic for Mothers, is just yeah. just so important um, for people. And coming out of the pandemic as well, you know, with people yeah. being able to get together in the outdoors for a bit of crack and a bit of fun. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. And being able to capture, I suppose, the crack of a day like that and, and, and throw it up onto social media and see people kind of having a laugh with it and others then going, Jesus, we might do that yeah. and get involved in it is, is what the job's all about. When someone said to you, listen, Ashley, I'm thinking of nominating you for PRO of Leinster, did you think, Ash, you're grand? And then when you realised how big a challenge it was going to be? See, I had been involved previously. I've been, mm. I've been, I had with me, I've been writing with the, the, the match reports for the ladies for years. So, you know, I, I probably knew some of what the job entailed, but every year there's something different, there's something extra we're adding into it, you know, to promote the sport, whether it be the different initiatives that are going on, whether it be kind of how we're celebrating players and the aspect of social media and all of that that we're growing every year. Um, it kind of has escalated into a bit of a monster, uh, for sure. Um, but, you know, I, I, honest to God, the, the, I couldn't do my job as Leinster Piero without having some really, really good county Piero's mm. doing the hard work as well beneath me. And he'll probably kill me for saying it, but he shared my picture on Twitter last night. John Fitzpatrick in Kildare is, is the perfect example for someone who's really passionate about their county, doesn't leave uh, anything go unfinished or, or, or not promoted. Yep. Um, and it's his work for years that has helped raise the bar in his county. And, and, and there are other counties that have kind of replicated that your own yep. county Longford yeah, Seamus Seamus has been absolutely phenomenal and you can see the, the impact that it has on the county Longford have won several provincial titles yeah. this year uh, including a minor B and they're in the semi-final now Wednesday. on Wednesday night Kildare are the same Kildare have won underage grades they won a Leinster intermediate title so I'm not saying there's a correlation between having a really good PRO and winning championship titles but it certainly doesn't hurt to, to have uh, a good social media presence and, and a good relationship with the media, it, it, it definitely helps them. What's that, the, the, the expression, a rising tide lifts all boats. Everybody's working in the same direction and, and being a Piro, you're, you're, you're part of that and you, you just have to, to go with it. And we're very fortunate this year now that we three teams, three, three teams from Leinster now involved in All-Ireland Final Day. So that's another opportunity to, to promote the sport among the, the 12 counties in Leinster.
that's one thing about you that it doesn't matter who they are now. Obviously, me, you know, traditionally your biggest rivals would be Dublin. But even when Dublin were doing well, you would always do that because when it gets out of the county stage, you were always so proud and you have been always so proud that you're a proud Leinster woman. Last weekend when I seen Wexford through and I was like, I hope Leash get through as well. Not because I like Leash, but because I was thinking of Ashley and she'll have another Leinster team in Crow Park. Um, I suppose my, my reasons for wanting an all-Leinster um, intermediate final are quite selfish. I was thinking of the 2023 Leinster Senior Championship competition. But um, no, listen, it doesn't, all 12 counties in Leinster are important as far as I'm concerned. That, it doesn't matter whether it's a, an under-14 team down in Carlow or the senior team in Mead. It makes no odds. They are all going out to play uh, sport and they all deserve to same or a relative same amount of promotion if you like um, and you know each one has their own little uh, traits and the little things the little achievements that they're, they're accumulating along the way and it's just really nice I suppose to be part of all of that and, and just kind of seeing teams succeed and I suppose there's the other side of it as well is that sometimes they don't succeed yeah. you know but that's part of what sport is all about and um, you know, you kind of have to take the rough with the smooth. So, I mean, it hasn't always gone Leinster's way. We've been no. very fortunate the last couple of years that, that we've been succeeding, but there was a long time before that that Leinster were on the back foot. So, it's nice that we're making up ground and it's nice that I'm hero while we're doing that because it's, uh, it's an easy sell for sure. Isn't it funny that when Meath win on All-Ireland for their very first time, a lot of people are saying, oh, congratulations to such a player. And, you know, obviously Eamon Murray as well. But so many people were delighted for you. Yeah, I got several text messages and, and, and messages of congratulations, which was a bit of a weird one. I've been involved for so long. Like, it, it's nice that, that people kind of take the time to go, Jesus, Ashley must be great. Must be in great form this evening. I must send her a text and congratulations. You know, it's, it's really nice because there's, I've met so many people around the country that, at this stage, that it, it's lovely to be thought of uh, that because it, it was a strange day, and you know, you, I'm so proud. I was so proud of the girls to, for, for achieving what they did, and then for replicating what they're doing this season. Mm. Like it's, it's fantastic, um, and you, you just you have to be proud. You see that the hard work that's going in. You know, I've been there. I've seen the hard work um, on the days when things didn't go yeah. right for them. So it's great that the, the, it is going well for them now, and. That people take the time out to actually just say, you know, you know, good luck in the final or best luck to you today and all that kind of thing. It is, it's lovely, it is. Uh, and listen, thirty first July is going to come around before we know where we are. I'll have more messages than we know about. You said to me though a couple of weeks ago that you don't know what you're going to do in August because for the first time in so long there's nothing for you because obviously the All Ireland finals are now the thirty first of July. Yeah, it's. I, I don't think it's ever happened no. before that I've never had anything to do in August. Normally, I, you know, I, it, it, I, I suppose it, it's quite a selfish thing to be saying, but the summer holidays for a teacher sometimes can be a bit long. Mm. Dare I say that out loud? <laughs> um, but I always had football to kind of keep me going and kind of keep me going from week to week and whatever. But with the split season this year and only being involved at Leinster level, I don't have any football in, in August to this year, which is going to be very novel to say the least. But I have a couple of trips and stuff planned, so it, it should be okay. But um, yeah, it's going to be a very strange one. But listen, I'll probably be keeping an eye on the Cup Championship getting them on, underway in the different counties and seeing how the different teams, particularly ones maybe that were involved last year, how they're kind of getting on. And there's so, so, so still be updates going on the Leinster page. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a strange one. But um, 
you know, things have to change and, you know, quite right to the yeah. championship to get a, a better kind of place on the calendar. Uh, they shouldn't be playing football at the back end of October and November and it's, it's nice that uh, they might get a few dry days in August. You're like myself because a lot of people are kind of given out and it is strange having All-Ireland at this time of the year but club is everything and the majority of Gaelic footballers play club football. There is that select few that play county football, but they go back to their club. And for me, my club will always be so special to me and for the majority of footballers. So it's nice that there is that split season. The best um, the best competitions are the club championships. Yeah. That's where the real rivalry, I suppose, exists. And, you know, you can't have the county teams and you can't have the big days yeah. in Crow Park without the clubs. Because at the, the, the end of it all, that six, seven, eight-year-old that was in Crow Park yesterday looking out at Emma Duggan and her sensational scoring, she's going back to go and try and replicate that in her club. You know, so, um, you know, it's, it's the club championships are, are so important. And the last couple of years, the club championships, provincial-wise, have been fantastic um, championships. I'm really looking forward to getting stuck in to, to promote them when the time comes. But it's, it's no, it's the beaten heart of the association. There'd, there'd be no county football it certainly wouldn't be the standard of county football if we didn't have um, such a solid base to come from. And it's about time that um, club football was was given a bigger stage and a better stage and a drier stage, hopefully, to perform and to to show off what what is actually out there. I'm going to ask you a question, and it's probably a hard one. How does Ashling Cleary relax, or what do you do? Uh, the other half would probably tell you exactly, but how do I relax? Netflix, um, I'm very quietly, I'll say I'm watching Love Island at the moment. That's uh, kind of oh, that's food. That's junk it. food. It's junk food for the brain, that's the way I like to think of it. It, it doesn't require any brain power. I watch Fair City, so, you know. <laughs> after, after you know, tagging and tweeting and stuff all day, it's nice to be able to switch off that way, but... Um, no, I, I, I don't, and probably, you know, friends of mine will tell me I probably work too hard, but, you know, football is my outlet, you know, yeah. that's, it's, 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 the, the job that pays, the, the teaching job can be very stressful at times, and it, it can be very kind of hard to, to kind of step away from it, so for as long as I can remember, football has been that outlet for me, it has been that kind of, you know, time to leave behind what I get paid to do and just enjoy it so um, yeah I don't see the football as a job and I think the minute the minute I do start seeing it as something that's a job and that's not something I'm not enjoying it's maybe the time to kind of hand it over to somebody else but um, for the minute I'm loving it and days like yesterday in Crow Park and where you know they're just they're crumbling and, and it's just fantastic to be, to be there. I know exactly where you're coming from because you're sitting there and you're going, aren't you privileged to be there? And aren't you privileged to get to meet these players and get to meet the managers and chat away to them and everything? Because it was only in the last couple of years when people would say to me, you know such a one. And even my cousin Ellie, she's a mad Cork fan. And her highlight was when Eamon Ryan sat in front of her at um, an All-Ireland final and signed her programme. When you see that, and she's from Cavan and her, her girlfriend's sister drew a picture of Saoirse Noon. And this is what it's all about. Listen, I was pinching myself yesterday, you know, being, you know, up in the press box and, and, and bringing the media down to, to kind of talk to the players after the game. And I went out to try and find a couple of people for, for you to speak to. Mm. Um, and there were so many boys and girls screaming the names of those yeah. players. Between Emma, Vicky, Avine, Neva Sullivan, Stacey Grimes. I mean, they, they were shouting the names. I've never seen... 
seen the likes of it. it, it I suppose it, it happened with the court girls when they were there, but it's taken on new legs with this main team. Um, they were just, and the girls, you know, after playing in that heat yesterday and the tenth game that it was, you know, they were still there 30, 40, 50 minutes after the full-time whistle signing jerseys and uh, programs and whatever else that, that was being put in front of them and smiles on their faces and, and having their pictures taken. But um, that's where the game has gone. That's how recognisable these people, these players are now to these young kids. Um, and yet it's just being part of it and being on the sideline. And one of the girls from, from home actually recognised me and called out to me yesterday. So what are you doing on that side of the, of the defence, you know? Which was, uh, which, which was lovely. But, um, yeah, listen, being involved in days like that are, are, are fantastic. But I suppose it's not everything that, it's not what to do it for either. It's the, the, the other days, it's the under 10 blitz now in a couple of weeks and the crack that will be had at it and, and, and the Gaelic from others, as I said. Like it's not, it's not all about Crow Park. Let, 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 let me make that clear. It's, it's everything that's involved in the promotion of the sport. And, doesn't, it doesn't have to be the big day in Crow Park either. It starts at those blitz. As you said, them little girls are going to look at your Emma Duggins, your Mary Kate Lynch's, Michelle Farrell, Leanne Keegan, no matter what county they're from, they're going to look up to those players and they're going to say, I want to be them. As you mentioned Longford earlier on, and it's just amazing, you know, in a county like ours, how big it's gotten. It, it is, it's amazing. And you know, the part, I suppose, we mentioned a little earlier on, I mean, the, the impact that TG Carr have made as well uh, has been immense too. Um, and, you know, bringing the game actually into the houses of, of all of those boys and girls that are, that are looking on, you know, the difference that that has made. And, okay, it's taken a while maybe. Um, and, I, you know, that, that, that has to be recognised as well, that that has, has had um, an incredible impact on the playing of the game throughout the country. Um, and how popular it's gotten, and it's it's, it's brilliant to, to see that in Longford, which when I was involved first would have been a very very small case, yeah. but now it's absolutely thriving. And they need to to recruit more and more and more volunteers just to keep up with the the volume of stuff that that comes with all of that success and 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 all of that increase in in membership and all of that. That it's it, I suppose the challenge then becomes to to monitor that and to yeah. encourage it and to, to to get it to blossom. Even now, I'm just thinking of obviously New York were in the championship this year and a friend of mine, Fiona, over in New York, she plays Gaelic for mothers in New York. So obviously the GEA had gone all around the world, but ladies football is now going all around the world. Yeah, absolutely. And the, 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 the All-Star Tour has been to lots of places yeah. over the last decade or so where ladies football is thriving. But like... I like every now and again I might get someone messaging me going, I you know, I'm I'm heading off to Australia or I'm moving across to Dubai or, you know, how do I get how do I um how do I play football over there? And just to be able to point them in the right direction is great. But I mean ladies football is being played in every country I would say across the world yeah. as well, just as much as, as GAA is. That that it's actually probably interesting that say in the Middle East that uh, the clubs are developing side by side. Mm. You know that there's, there's no difference between the men's club and the women's club. That they're they're both blossoming beside each other. And in some cases, the women's club is probably actually doing better. Yeah. You know that that when girls have moved away from a J one or maybe they've they've gone for a year. You know, I know lots of teachers that will will go and they'll teach in Dubai for a year and they'll pick up the sport while they're over there. A friend of mine from home. 
has done exactly that and, and she played in competitions over there she would have played for me as well but like that, that just goes to show you how big this game has gotten it's gone global and it's, it's if you stop and think about it for a minute you need yeah. to pinch yourself because it's it's incredible how how small it started off and it's, it's the monster that it has become. And you look at players now, obviously, with the GPA, you know, they're now together and they have voted that we all come under the one umbrella as well. That's, yeah, it's it's an interesting one, that because I you know, I know from just being in the position that I am, I do know an awful lot of cooperation does go on between the two associations mm. and, and the community as well. Um, and sometimes clashes occur and yeah. sometimes things, there's, there's a finite amount of resources in terms of pitches and all of that kind yeah. of thing. And, you know, it, it, it's credit to the, the organisations that are involved that, like, so many county grounds are now being used to host ladies' matches. That was never the case a couple of years ago. Whereas now, you know, I've gone to games in Tullamore, I've gone to games in Port Leash. We would have been stuck down in a club pitch yeah. um, a couple of years ago. So, you know, the... the, the Amalgamation of the associations is a lovely idea in as a as something to build towards, a work towards. But ladies football has made so so many strides independently that this kind of cooperation that's happening at the minute, I think, is is maybe the best way forward because it, things have gotten so big, you know. And I suppose the fear would be that some of that might be lost if it was a one-association type model. It's a lovely idea and, and, you know, it can only, I suppose, be a better world if if, it, if everybody is in the one kind of pot. The practicalities of it and how that actually looks on the ground is is probably going to take a number of years to, to kind of filter out and, and, and see how things fit. But it's really important to stress that, you know, there is an awful lot of cooperation that goes on behind the scenes. Does it always work out? No, it doesn't. That's Do life. we always get what we want? No, we don't. You know, clashes still occur. There's only so many days in the year, unfortunately. And, you know, it, it, it's kind of, you know, you hear the stories every now and again of, you know, football matches and smoky matches clashing or matches clashing when there's games on in Crow Park. But there's only so many days in the year. There's so yeah. many matches played. It, it's very difficult. It's very challenging. So I know there were games in Perlis yesterday. Camogie games, wasn't there Camogie quarterfinals? Yeah, and then there was yeah. the, the senior semis. I mean, in an ideal world, you wouldn't have them clashing either to, to give everybody the, the, the advantage of, of seeing them on TV and whatever else. Or, you know, the previous weekend, Galway men were in Crow Park when the Galway women were in Tullamore. So I, little things like that, sometimes they're unavoidable. Do you want them to clash? Absolutely not. But when you want to book things as far enough in advance and cooperate as much as you can, sometimes these clashes happen and it, it, it's very hard to kind of avoid them. Yeah, sure. Look, it's even happening now since the soccer became summer soccer. Like, I've missed out on so many Granor games because I've had to cover long for town matches. And it's just one of those things. It's our, probably our fault for being such a sport-loving nation. You've made great strides, I have to say, now with social media and everything got to do with uh, Leinster Ladies GA. You want, obviously, Meads to retain the All-Ireland. But what are your hopes or your dreams or what do you want to achieve? That's a big question, isn't it? I mean, listen, I'd love Meads to retain the All-Ireland. That's, that's the immediate. I'd love um, Leash and Wexford to be a cracking game of football in two weeks' time. But bigger than that, I suppose, I, like, I'd love to see Crow Park full on Ladies All-Ireland final day. Um, and other days in between, both of the Brent for a Ladies final, that would be... Um, 
that is definitely be something that I go down in the record book. Definitely something I'd be proud to have been involved uh, with the promotion of. After that, I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, the game is ever changing, yeah. and the role of a hero is ever changing as well. So, um, I'm kind of as long as I'm enjoying it, I think, and, and they don't want to get rid of me. I am um, happy to keep kind of going and, and, and promoting as best I can. What what's going on in the province? Ashley, um, we'll go on strike if they get rid of you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about going on strike. I'll start a petition, right? Fair enough, fair enough. So, is there any other sport now? I know you love your LGA. Um, any other sport? Like, if I to talk, like, I don't mind, I'll watch, obviously, GAA matches. Um, I watched the rugby the other morning. I don't play any other sport. I learned very early in my... Uh, playing career that I was better warm in the bench than I was on the field playing. Oh, I was better um, talking about the sport than playing it. Yeah, me too. So. <laughs> I quickly developed into different areas of it. I coached for a while and I was a referee for a while as well. Um, and then I kind of fell into what I'm doing now. But um, I really like Formula One. I was sitting and I watched that. And I haven't got it tends to clash with football games. So Love Island Formula One, you are surprising me, girl. Um, but listen, we all have our little things that keep us going and, and uh, kind of distract us from, from the real world. So, uh, yeah, Love Island. Let, don't tell anyone about that now. For crying out loud, my, my image will be shattered. <laughs> I am going to let you go. Thank you so much. I love chatting to you because you're very homely. And the first time I met you, it was just this bubbly girl came over to me and it was just, I like her. <laughs> just always. Are you always like that? Um, I, no, I'd say there's days when I have a temper as well. That's, that's, I can get quite stressed. So it's just, but you know what? The life is short. So um, my tempers don't last for too long, I don't think. So um, normally, normally quite a bubbly person, I think. Right. Well, just keep being you and uh, keep those tweets. Unfortunately, I'd be away for the All-Ireland Finals. I thought they were going to be the 7th of August. I don't know why. So I'll be away. But I will be keeping an eye on... I have to keep you updated. Yes. <laughs> on Ashleen's Twitter page, on Leinster Ladies, GAA. You can get it on Facebook or on Twitter. So Camogie action next weekend and on Saturday in the Glen Dimplex All-Ireland Junior Semi-Finals at 1pm Armagh against Cavan and at 3pm it's Antrim versus Clare and both those games are in Bordnamona O'Connor Park. In the All-Ireland Senior Semi-Finals a double header in Crow Park at 3.15 it's Cork against Waterford and Kilkenny take on Galway at half five. On Sunday in the Intermediate Championship Semi-Finals both games are at UPMC Nolan Park at 2pm Galway versus Meath and then at 4pm it's the meeting of Cork and Derry and then in the women's Euros we are at the knockout stages while closer to home we have games in the Women's National League I'd like to thank our sponsors Medell Healthcare so until next week see you on the phone